T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Uh, happy that you're with us this weekend. Mark Cox in here along with Bo Matthews and producer Carl Middleman. Hi. And this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are more than your typical firearms dealer. They are locally owned. They're specializing in a uh, gun store and the knowledge center. They love talking about the world of firearms and happy to answer any questions you may have. But bring your wallet because chances are you're going to want to buy something. Go to RazorbackArmory.com. <laughs> they are in De pair, so it's easily centrally located on Manchester Road, just east of 270. Yeah, that is always oh a problem for me, too, when I walk into a gun store. There's always something that I want to buy, right? That and well, bourbon stores. Yeah. I have the same problem with bourbon stores. <laughs> well, okay, so you got two of them taken care of, alcohol <laughs> and tobacco. I'm sorry, al- alcohol <laughs> oh, and firearms. firearms. Yeah. yeah, the tobacco's the other one that's uh, eluding <laughs> you, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, we got we got a big show, and uh, we appreciate you uh, checking us out. We encourage you to share the show to anybody that is a Second Amendment supporter as well and loves the great outdoors. Now, we do have a lot of great outdoor stuff we're going to talk about. But uh, the world is changing in the city of St. Louis, and Mark, you can attest to that. I'm telling uh, you. With your coverage of uh, Kim Gardner being out. It was a shock. I think it was a shock to the governor. It was a shock to the attorney general. She abruptly yeah. resigned in the middle of the week, right? And um, they've got they they they're gonna pretty they've acted pretty quick to fill the position, which is a good thing. But there were a couple of days there this week where. Police didn't know who to probably who to go to 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 apply for a warrant. I mean, she left so abruptly; it was really uh, kind of shocking. Um, Bo, consider this in the in the attorney general's lawsuit against her. He put out facts like this: nine thousand cases dropped by her office in the brief period of time yeah. she was in charge of it. The brief few years, another twenty seven hundred cases were thrown out by judges for lack of evidence or not showing up or whatever the case may be. Think about that. Close to 12,000 cases of criminal criminality not prosecuted. Now, not all of them were uh, rapes and murders and shootings, but that that is an abrupt turnaround. And just like if you have a child or, or a pet and you don't, there are no consequences for its actions. 
criminals react the same way. They they now move about freely around the around the city because they don't. They're fairly confident, even if they get caught by police, they're not going to be held accountable for their actions. That's why we have such problem in this city. And look at the impact of the culture of downtown St. Louis in the city. It is it's it's almost frightening. I mean, it's it's not closed doors yet, but I mean, uh, I was watching a ball game uh, the other day, and I was like, "Wow, that's Bush Stadium." There's like you know half the crowd there. Just it was amazing to me because there were so many empty seats. Now that could also be part of you know how the how they're playing this year. But uh, if you if you talk to you know if I talk to my neighbors, uh, hey, you going to a Cardinals game? Nope, nope, ain't dealing with it. Uh, just because the, the there's a risk factor. There yeah. obviously is a risk factor. Um, and, and there's a good uh, chance that if you were to be uh, molested, accosted, uh, you know, mugged, whatever, nothing's going to happen anyway. Well, here's the thing. I mean, the Cardinals are playing better. I think uh, they will put butts in the seats to see this team if they continue to improve. I, I don't know how much crime plays a role in who does or doesn't go to the ball game because every year the Cardinals break seem to break records or the, they're the the team in the major league baseball that sells the most tickets they and get all three stuff. million every yeah, year, every, no every year. But, but to your to your point there was a shooting at a park near forest park uh, um, this week kids running around playing on the playground adults strolling around walking their dogs and and it's somebody's ring video camera channel four had the video you can hear the pow 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 pow, pow. somebody uh, fired multiple shots from a a gun of some sort you can see people scurrying for safety in the in the park sure. it took 55 minutes to get a police officer to respond because yeah. they're so understaffed and they had so many other things to deal with that that's the reality these days when we talk about learning how to protect yourself you have to take responsibility for your safety, whether it's deciding to conceal carry or whatever the case may be. Because when you dial 911, depending on where you are, there's no guarantee of how long it's going to take a good guy with a gun to respond to protect you. Sure. Right. And 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 reaching back to uh, what you did last week, was it a week ago you did the uh, the trauma training? Uh, yes. So that means you're, you're, you have to... You know, make sure you you are responsible for your own safety and your own medical care in a lot of cases. Uh, if if you, something does happen and you need an ambulance, uh, it ain't going to show up. Uh, now, are they are we still having the dispatcher issue as far as uh, they're not picking up, or did they revamp that? I, that's supposedly that's supposedly they have uh, fixed they've they've worked that problem out, and supposedly some there's somebody there answering the phone, or you're not going into a voicemail system if you call. Right. They just don't have the manpower, so it's you know it starts with getting a new prosecutor in place it starts with uh, getting more police officers on the street who are the first responders who can then arrest the bad guys and pass them on to the circuit attorney's office where hopefully they'll now start getting prosecuted right right and this is why we stress training yeah uh if you are a law-abiding citizen or if you have uh, a clean record and you've been you know contemplating that that's why we talk about the range or razorback armory and and you know getting people to be able to protect themselves uh for something happening and i think one of the biggest sectors of people that are are purchasing firearms if i'm correct it's african-american women that are actually there's a, a, a big bump in, in the fact that they want to protect themselves because uh, they're seeing what's happened or what's not happened, actually, at the prosecuting attorney's office, which mm-hmm. is it's frightening. It mm-hmm. really is. Well, 
it's something that it's going to take a while. Let's put it that way. Even if we put the teeth back into enforcing the laws in the city, uh, this this lawlessness will continue for a while. And you just got to move with your with your head on a swivel, so to speak. You can't flip a switch. Right. Um, And I, 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 you know, so I don't know if you do this, but, you know, when you're when you're you're bored and you can't find a program to watch, I'll reach back to a sitcom that I used to watch years ago. And what we've been watching lately is Night Court, Harry Stone. Uh, uh, oh, what's John? Larrakat. He's, he's on the new version. Yeah, of there's that. a new version. He, of yeah, that. he is. Um, different different personality in the newer one. But anyway, uh, they need to run courts 24 hours a day. <laughs> they, you know, why not? We've it got doctors that work 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. Good luck getting employees to do that. Speaking of shooting, <laughs> uh, speaking of shooting, you and I are involved in some shooting this weekend. Uh, first for the Chesterfield Chambers, we talked about. Um, that'll be over by the time uh, people Chamber. hear this. So Eureka Chamber, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, there at, uh, at, at Skeet and Trap uh, down in uh, uh, Pacific. Um, St. Louis uh, Skeet and Trap. And then I'm going to get to go out to the Chad Hansen Memorial shoot, which is up in Old Monroe. Uh, uh, I think it's Blackhawk Valley. On Saturday, and the, right. I think the weather's supposed to be great this weekend, so I'm really looking forward to that. You talk about challenging. I know you, you were supposed to get out and practice the other day, but you didn't make it, right? It, no, it didn't happen because uh, that, that club out there does like a Thursday night dinner and yeah, shoot 50 yeah. rounds, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I'm a newbie. I, I, you know, I, I've shot skied as much as I've golfed in my life, but it, it's so much fun because I'm anxious to, to be out there to get better. To figure out, you know, twelve hundred feet per second, the, the the shell shoots. Why can't I hit that thing thing right there? It's like I know it's only what four inches in diameter. Yeah, Ugh, it eludes me. It, it, like el- it eludes people who are really good at, at shooting. Generally speaking, that that is a, a trick. He's talking about five stand. They shoot. They have a five stand shoot that they do, and you go to five different positions. You shoot a variety of different birds. A couple of single uh, singles, a um, couple of pair, and then one where you shoot. And on the report of the gun, they fire the second bird that's coming from a different position. And at all five positions, those numbers change. So it may be one and three, and and two and eight, and one of them flies over your head from behind you and it is it's truly uh, a challenge and it's something that makes you want to go out there and do it again and again and get better at it so that's a good thing it's it's true and and don't shoot the 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 house don't shoot the house (laughs) where the the birds are coming from i did that but i'm not the first one to do that that's i promise yeah and skeet you're you're more likely to do that in skeet or trap i guess than (laughs) than uh than, than sporting clays for sure but anyway looking forward to a great weekend of outdoor second amendment activities don't you think bo absolutely and and the cool thing about that group is is the culture they're always welcoming newbies and i'm I'm a newbie very true coming up uh, maybe it's shooting for you for one author it is golf he said that has saved his life we're going to talk to author drew millard and find out what it is about that frustrating sport that he thinks uh has extended his lifespan that's coming up on second amendment radio and the great outdoors We 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Nobody but about me. Why you got to give me a fight? It's Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors, and if that song doesn't bring back memories of a awesome, awesome movie, I don't know what will. I actually had an aunt uh, that was an, uh, kind of an extra in Caddyshack. What? Yeah, really? I didn't know it. Yeah, I didn't know it until like ten years ago. Remember the boat scene where the boat crashes into the dock? Yes. yes. Uh, she had to bring like several. Uh, she told me she had to bring several <laughs> changes of clothes because they had to shoot that so many times. But yeah, claim to fame, brush with greatness, right there. <laughs> no kidding. Did did she get to hang out with Bill Murray? I didn't get any uh, any any dirt well, on that. That would have been a uh, Ted Knight scene. <laughs> and, and oh, the boat. That's was true. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. That's a good point. But good point. Uh, I bring that up, and uh, and uh, Carl Middleman obviously playing that uh, soundtrack from Caddyshack. There's a lot of great golf movies out there, and we are about ready to talk about golf and how golf can save your life. Seriously, throwing that uh, that driver in the pond that might help uh, relieve some stress. <laughs> Drew Millard, welcome to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Now the temperatures are up. We want to get outside and play some golf. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? Hey, we're we're Good. doing we're doing great, uh, Drew. You know, I I I joke oftentimes that I'm that I've got an appointment with Doctor Green. Is that how <laughs> golf saves your life? <laughs> I mean, it's more of sort of like a like a holistic thing. Like you know, if I if I got shot, I'm not trying to plug it up with a golf ball. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but. It's more of, you know, this is really a book about um, passion and obsession in a positive way and how, you know, devoting yourself to something that is not necessarily like the main focus of your life and is in fact like, you know, ultimately pretty trivial can be a path towards becoming, you know, a better person and, you know, more focused and present in your life. Okay, well, uh, the title of the book is How Golf Can Save Your Life. Let's go back to the genesis of your golf life and and, and how you came to, to be an author for this. 
Yeah. So I grew up in Western North Carolina, which has, you know, just so many fantastic golf courses. I played when I was like in elementary, middle school and high school. Um, and then after college, I sort of let the game go because I was, you know, I was living in New York and then Los Angeles, which are not uh, super easy places to like, you know, have a bag of golf clubs um, in the trunk of your car, especially in New York where you don't (laughs) really have cars. (laughs) Right. Um, And, you know, I was working in uh, digital media um, at this company called Vice. And I, you know, y'all are lucky in that, like, you know, you have this radio show and you have an audience and the audience, you know, uh, is very loyal and they will listen to they'll listen to y'all no matter what, even if you have uh, me on. I don't know. I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> and, you know, that just isn't the case in digital media where basically every article you put out is competing against everything else on the Internet. And so you have to work really hard you have to put out a ton of stuff and you're always like basically like living for others, like working off of the feedback that you get from, you know, readers or on social media or whatever. And it it is also an environment that really fosters burnout. And that definitely happened to me. And so when that happened, I I was living in LA at the time. Uh, I was, I had just left my job and was like freelancing, but I was like going to a rap concert at night where I was like reviewing it and then staying up until four writing the review and then having to wake up at like 8am to, you know, go report some other stuff. Um, And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to, my body is shutting down. Uh, I have to go back to Western North Carolina. And so from there, I was like, well, this is not ideal. This is suboptimal. I got to figure something out. And so I uh, started going to therapy and started doing a lot of exercise, um, except I hate exercise. And so I was like, well, um, what is exercise? technically. And I realized, Oh, I could do golf as long as I walk. And so I just sort of started playing again in 2016 or so as a, as just to give me something to do to get moving. But then, you know, uh, once I started seeing Dr. Green and hit (laughs) the uh, ball flush a few times, I, it was like an addicting feeling. And then I sort of started putting like reading all this deeper meaning into it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's how all of that happened. Well, I, I mean, I think the, the advice fits a lot of different situations, right? I mean, Bo and I are going to be competing in a uh, trap shooting competition this weekend, for example. And I mean, if you're, if you, if you find something like that, you're passionate about, you don't have to be, a scratch golfer or a scratch shooter 
uh, for it to provide that therapy for you. I mean, you're always yearning to get better. You may or you may not. Maybe you go get some lessons and you get a little better at it. But if you can, if you could submerse yourself in something like that, where you're around people who are like minded, who who enjoy the sport, whatever it is, the same, it does give you that that uh, whole feeling again, right? Yes, absolutely. And I'm so, so happy that you picked up on that um, because that's really what I want people to take from the book. Um, Also, wait, so if you are shooting trap really well, is it called being a scratch shooter or is that... Or were you just making that comparison? Uh, no, well, no, I don't. I, I'm, I'm just using the golf term for it. I, okay. I guess. Uh, I guess I don't know. I, we'd, we'd call that a uh, certainly in golf. You could call it a ringer if you invited a ringer along to play on your foursome because they're really good. Uh, maybe yep. in shooting, uh, you'd you'd want to bring a ringer along. Bo and I will need a ringer this weekend. <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? You know, uh, and this show the show is called Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Uh, Drew Millard, I, I have to tell you that. Uh, that people that are listening to this program right now, the golf portion is the great outdoors part of the show, um, mm-hmm. that even people that have never golfed or are new to golf um, it, it's or new to trap shooting, it, it's just good for the mind to be focused on something other than a stressful job or something like that. So even if you're a new golfer uh, or you want to revisit it like you did, that's a good move, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at the numbers, Basically, when the pandemic first hit and everything was shut down, one of the few exceptions was actually public golf courses. And so you had a huge influx of people to the game and they have largely stuck around. Like if you look at the numbers in 2019, from 2019 to 2022, I think there were 2 million new golfers. Um, or people who had like gotten really into it. And, you know, that's like a 33% increase. And that, uh, that influx has really reshaped the game from the bottom up in this really cool and interesting way, because yeah, you have so many people who are really enthusiastic about it and really just use it as a way to engage with the great outdoors, you know? And yeah, and I would say that those uh, those percentages are probably very similar with RVing because Mark, you got into RVing. Right. Fishing was mm. also had a huge boost. Any anything outside uh, is mm-hmm. is awesome. If you can put your phone down and you know do something <laughs> besides you know sit on your screen, uh, it's going to be a lot healthier. Plus, I just learned from my doctor that vitamin D is one of the most important things we can get. Now the weather has broke, we can get all all that you want. So, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it is just interesting, like all of the different activities that have become more popular because of the pandemic. Like I know the poker got bigger and so did chess. Oh yeah. Um, And those are for slightly different reasons, I guess, because I think it normalized the pandemic and staying inside normalized, like watching things on Twitch. Um, Right. But yeah, I, I do have to say, uh, one thing that I'm not super into in the golf world is they have these, uh, I forget the name of the brand, but they have these things that you screw into the grips of your clubs that track how far you hit it. And you measure that with your phone 
And so, yeah, uh, I am against the further <laughs> technologiz- technologization of golf. Yeah. You heard it here first. Well, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I can appreciate that. The point is, ever, we all know somebody that takes it too seriously, right? I mean, you can take <laughs> golf too far and want to break your club over your knee when you when you duff that shot, or you can take, uh, you know, b- basketball or, or shooting or whatever it is. The, gr- great point, though, that it, it is something that can relax you and and uh, people need to get their mind off something. The book is called "How Golf Can Save Your Life." Drew Millard is the uh, is the author of it. You know, I think Drew uh, that you first came to my attention with your article uh, in Penthouse magazine because I only ever I only ever bought Penthouse for the articles. Uh, oh, he's here all week. Don't forget to try uh, the veal. That's what he told people. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I, I think they put in my bio that I was Penthouse's golf correspondent or something, which is technically true. But only because I'm pretty sure that Penthouse has only run one article about golf ever, and it was by me. That's the only one I read in there, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's the only article you've read. <laughs> what a pain. That's uh, great. Drew, uh, Drew, where can, where can people uh, get the is, is the book out there? Is it on Amazon, available on Amazon? Where do you go to get a copy of it? Yes, the book is on Amazon. You can also go to bookshop.org and order it and... I I don't have the exact numbers, but I know it's in a fair amount of Barnes and Nobles oh, nice. throughout the nation. Um, and you know, if you really want to, you know, do the local community a solid, I recommend going to your local independent bookstore, seeing if they have it there, and if they don't, ask them to order it. Outstanding. For the re- for the record, Mark, um, I-, I only was exposed to Drew and his authorship uh, through GQ. But of course, you I can see. tell that by yeah. looking at the clothes I wear. <laughs> uh, That's great. I do want I do want to mention though uh, that you say that you could beat Donald Trump in a one on one match. Uh, explain before we hang up. Oh, he's uh, he's a big he he fudges things. He's a big cheater. <laughs> um, if you know, if you have like a golf referee there, uh, his entire game falls apart. Really? Wow. Have you seen him play? Have you That's seen like him play or no? Us, though. I have watched him play. Um, yeah. And he does a very funny thing where he drives his golf cart onto the green, which is like not a thing you're supposed to do. Yeah, but he owns it. Well, it's his he owns, yeah, the, he owns the green. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Drew, uh, listen, thanks for giving us some time today, and I hope people pick up a copy of How Golf Can Save Your Life. Thank you so much for having me on. Had a great time. Absolutely. Good good to get it. Good luck, Drew. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's fun. That's that's good stuff. So he he thinks Donald Trump cheats at golf. Please like the rest of us. I should have asked him what he thought about the 2020 election, but uh, I I missed my opportunity there. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, you sure did. (laughs) All right. Well, if you are uh, if you are excited when you hear the term dinosaurs, well, we have an opportunity uh, to talk with Ron Geisler of Adventure 360 about a pretty cool thing. They go out west every year to search for uh, artifacts and fossils. Well, we're going to talk to him next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Stay right there. Baseball 
is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, you will recognize that theme song uh, from Jurassic Park. Remember that? I'm telling you what, now I'm a, I'm a proud grandfather now. My grandson, Bo, is going to be two years old on Tuesday. Nice. And the chief fan of Dinothor, as he pronounces it, <laughs> in the world, is my grandson, Ashton. He eats, breathes, and thinks about dinosaurs. If he's awake... He's got dinosaur shirt on. He loves dinosaurs. There's no doubt about it. I think the interest. I think the interest is is built into us in our caveman brain. (laughs) No, seriously, because it seems like you know young kids, especially you know fresh from the womb, they wanted and they can probably tell you all the different names of the dinosaurs and all that stuff. So to oh, sorry, say it correctly. I just think it's part of our caveman brain that really is uh, intriguing and why a movie like Jurassic Park and all these uh, sequels are so successful because, you know, we want to we want to see that stuff. Yeah. And some say they, they still exist. Who knows? <laughs> that, that could be. Well, one person who could tell us that is uh, Ron Giesler joining us from <laughs> Adventure 360. They got a great program coming up, uh, including a paleontologist and uh, fossils and uh, everything, talking about dinosaurs and dinosaurs ba- ba- <laughs> and kind of comparing how they were they were portrayed in, in Jurassic Park. Ron, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? We're we're doing great, thank you. I I, you know, I'm sure as a kid, I probably studied dinosaurs a little more. Or I don't think I was ever as passionate about it as my grandson is. Uh, but but what what was it? Jurassic Park? Do you think that really spurred people's interest in dinosaurs again? It really did. Um, I was at St. Louis Science Center at that time, and we had the animatronic dinosaurs that that moved and and really got kids excited and people excited but once that movie came out with the computer graphics and the accuracy or at least at the time uh, the accuracy of how scientists thought dinosaurs moved or ate or behaved uh, really really charged the country and uh, and it's still going on it is it is i i love it matter of fact uh, uh ron is from a group called adventure 360 uh and in the summertime they go out west Heck, they probably pass you up or meet you at the truck stop, Mark, on your uh, on your uh, westward uh, expansion travel with your RV. Ron, tell us about uh, the program for Adventure 360 before we get into truths and fallacies of Jurassic Park. Okay, yeah. Every summer we, we run a program or several programs out in Montana. For We do a week for adults, and we do a week with families, and then uh, several weeks with, with high school and college kids. And it's really to get everybody out into the field, show them what it's like to find a real dinosaur fossil, um, and, and teach them what to do when you do find one. Because we do work with a lot of scientific uh, researchers, a lot of paleontologists, and so when we find a fossil, we have to collect it a certain way so they can do research on them. 
Yeah. And are you full this year for the for the summer? We're we're getting there. We're pretty close. Um, the field schools are are filling up pretty pretty well. Uh, we have a, actually a big group from Southeast Missouri State coming, and big group from down in Florida. Um, and then we have another group another week where there's groups from uh, Central Missouri, but there's still space. Um, the adult week, there's still a couple spots if anybody's interested. Family week, though, as you said, with the kids, um, that one has really filled up. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet it does. So are you going, is, is it like, you know, one of these places where you can go pan for gold? You, you might find something or you might not, or are you going to places where you're, you already know there are digs going on and you're, you're pretty confident you're, you're actually discovering something? Yeah, where where we go, we have our own excavations. So at the very least, we'll have fossils that people can work on excavation sites. Um, but also where we go, we're out there a couple weeks ahead of time. So when I'm walking around and I'm looking up and down these coolies or canyons, um, and I notice something, and I know I can get kids there fairly quickly and fairly easily without wearing them out, I, I push, I move them into there into that area and let them um, see what see what they can find. So it's not it's not um, it's not a hit or miss. They're definitely going to find stuff. They're definitely going to have something to work on, and they're definitely going to um, be able to identify a fossil from a rock before the end of the, actually the end of the day. It's really that easy. And Ron Geisler of Adventure Three Sixty. Um, I have to know: uh, Does anybody else work this same area, or do you own this property where these fossils are found? No, we we work on state and federal land. We work on BLM, Bureau of Land Management land, and state of Montana, so we have to get certain permits. Other paleontology groups, uh, universities from all over the world, actually are in the general area, but we're talking millions of acres. Yeah. And so we coordinate. I know who's going to be in the general area and about when. They know where we're going to be about when. So we do uh, work to stay out of each other's way. Yeah, I'll bet. So I know you've got an event coming up uh, next weekend, I believe, at the Eureka Fire District Training Center uh, with Adventure 360. What's that all about? Well, that that actually stemmed from an event we did in Steelville, Missouri, where we were doing some stuff with the community and with um, the school, and we had a paleontologist come in and at, in the evening and talking about uh, the truths and fallacies of Jurassic Park. And uh, Dr. Mike Morales, a good friend of mine, I've known him for about 20, 25 years now. And so the, uh, the fire chief there in Eureka said, hey, let's do this in Eureka. And he said, we got a perfect place for it. And so we've just been coordinating ever since. Um, we're going to try to get as many of our fossils that we found, um, that we've collected there so people can see them. And some of them, they can actually help uh, what we call clean, but actually help get the dirt and rock off of it. Um, help try to put some of the pieces together, yeah. and then the, then the other fossils you, know, you you can touch the stuff that we have are education fossils, so it's okay if people touch them, and That's so we're so going to cool. have a pretty good collection there for them. Ron, uh, when when you uh, came up with the title "Truth and Fallacies of Jurassic Park," of course you want to you want to deliver on the day of the event, uh, which is Saturday, May twenty seventh. But can you give us a teaser for the listeners that are listening right now to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors? Just a teaser um, of what you're going to be talking about. Give us give us a fallacy, please. Oh, some of the some of the fallacies. Well, the one that the Dilophosaurus that spits. Uh, had it spitting out some kind of poison yeah uh in the face of the one guy um spit doesn't fossilize very well <laughs> and and there's no um 
no evidence with the with the animal, any of the fossil uh, skull pieces, it says that they would actually have have uh, projected anything along those lines. It was a nice, nice. Uh, it added to the story a lot, but it, there's no <laughs> it's a movie scientific track. evidence. Th- that's the, the scene. That, one, that's yeah. the scene where where Newman from Seinfeld uh, gets out of the truck and they surround him and they spit that poison on him and blinds him and then they eat him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's so. that scene. The other big one, which I, I hate to give this one away, but probably most people know it by now, is you know the raptors, the velociraptors. They had is between six and seven foot tall, right? Yeah, uh, velociraptors were really about the size of a turkey. No. Yeah, Spielberg liked the name Velociraptor. It sounds great on on a movie on on the big screen, but the animal itself, you know, would have would have done some damage to your legs and kneecaps probably. Uh, but uh, <laughs> was it quite the seven foot uh, animal that he portrayed? So, but actually, a few years after Jurassic Park, they found a raptor in Utah that was about seven foot. Uh, oh. So it's kind of like he was predicting. Yeah. Yeah. So some something could. I was corrected the other day by my almost two year old because we got out one of his dinosaurs and I asked him if that was a T Rex and he told me it was a Raptor because he he could tell from the little claw hook on the feet that it was a Velociraptor. He knew that already. The kid's not even. He's <laughs> yep. a genius. Takes after his grandpa clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I have to ask this, Ron. uh, Speaking of people, um, uh, you know, maybe either misportraying or or not fully understanding what what dinosaurs actually looked like. I I started to watch a series on Apple TV this this past week. Um, uh, Sir Richard Attenborough is is the one who is is basically uh, the the host of this show. I think he's going mm-hmm. to be 90 years old now. And yeah. they, they've used computer graphics to generate what what the world really looked like and what these, what these dinosaurs were. And it honestly, a couple of the portrayals looked more like large birds. I didn't expect to see feathers on some of these dinosaurs and... And because they're just, it's just not the way they they've always been portrayed. Hey, Ron, can you uh, give us an idea of what uh, creatures uh, walk the earth now, and you know that people may know that were alive when the dinosaurs were roaming the earth? Oh well, it's um, quite, there's quite a few actually. Um, people from around Missouri would be familiar with the gar, the alligator gar oh, yeah. in our rivers and, and long nose and short nose gars, um, and we find gar scales all the time. Uh, with dinosaurs, we find uh, soft-shell turtles, uh, much, uh, much like what, what we have today. Crocodiles, we find a lot of evidence of crocodiles that would have, they wouldn't have been the great big ones you always hear about from Africa. These would have been you know, normal size, probably six-foot-ish or so. Um, wow. Fish, they were, you know, not bass like we have today, but we find a lot of fish scales and um, other evidence of fish, vertebrae and such. How exciting! And of course, of course, the birds that are, that are still around. So, so uh, Ron, what what is the age range of people who uh, would would uh, that you're looking for for your for your uh, training you're going to do in Eureka next weekend? Oh, um, well, well, before we're, it starts at six o'clock, so we'll have all the um, all the fossils on display out there where people can come in. We're looking, you know, anybody that's interested, and, and even if you don't want to stay and, and see the or hear the talk, you can come in and still look at the fossils and handle the fossils and talk to us about fossils. We get people, we've done this kind of stuff in libraries, and we get uh, families with kids who are, 
like your grandson, yeah. three or four or five years old and up. Um, we get a lot of retired people who are kind of, I always call them closet paleontologists. They always <laughs> were interested, but they had a different career. Yeah. <laughs> and they want to come and talk to us about paleontology, maybe even join us out in Montana. Uh, we've had people in their 80s. So basically from from four to five up. Oh, wow. We can, we can discuss it with, you know, basically on any level with them. So can people find details at adventure-360.org? Okay, adventure-360.org is the address there. And uh, Ron Giesler, thank you uh, so much for your time. Mark wants to know if you can oh, bring no. a two-year-old. <laughs> well, actually, uh, if, people, if they want to come in, come on in. I don't nice. know how long he'd be interested in the yeah. talk, but absolutely with the fossils. Short attention span. He, he'll, his bedtime is seven, so I won't have a lot of time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's My cool. Your special guest... Left. Your special guest paleontologist, Dr. Mike Morales. You can see, you can hold, you can even help work on the real dinosaur fossils. Uh, Ron, always great to have you on our show, Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. We do appreciate your time. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, having me here. Absolutely. All right. Take care of yourself, Ron. P- appreciate that. That's, uh, that's good right. stuff. Before the show ends, I have to. before we get letters or tweets or whatever, What David Attenborough was the host that you saw on Apple Plus. He's 97 years old. Richard Attenborough was in Jurassic Park, and he died in 2014. Okay, so I had the names mixed up. It was David Attenborough. David Attenborough was the British host that does all the nature shows. the documentary. Okay, all right. He's 97, but Richard Attenborough was in Jurassic Park. He was Hammond. Oh, he was the old... Yeah. yeah, Okay, yeah. Were they they related or no? Now you gotta ask me that. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if they were or not. They kind of looked alike. Yes, course, they were brothers. Okay. All right. So really? I see. Yeah, brothers I'm off by a little bit of DNA. I'm sorry Dang, about that. Good no. question. So close. Okay. Though, I know. So. Well, that's going to be a good event for people that are not going out of town for Memorial Day weekend. And so I'm glad we had Ron on. Ron's very passionate. Alan Westfall's a, a partner of him uh, of his with uh, uh, Adventure 360. I just saw Alan not long ago, actually. Good people, and they're interesting, and like I said, it's something else to do if you're in town for Memorial Day weekend. You know, if you love dinosaurs, there's a, there's another event coming up at the St. Charles Family Arena. Carl, maybe that's a good future guest for Second Amendment Radio in the Great I Outdoors. I have been talking to someone about that. Nice. It's Ooh. a, it's a Jurassic Park type thing where they, they you can go walk through the displays and all that out at the Family Arena coming up in June. Yeah, we'll get them on here to talk about it. That's so animatronic kind of thing. I think Is so. I think so. Yeah. Oh, cool. I can't okay. wait to get my grandson over there for sure. All righty then. Well, uh, that is going to wrap it up for Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Got a lot of great outdoor stuff in this show. Please share this uh, show as a podcast at the Odyssey app. You can download that for free onto your phone. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you too. We'll uh, we'll see you, boys. See you, boys. Pew pew. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.